What's up, everybody? It's Joey Buns, County Confidential, The Brains. Unfortunately, Mr. America is uh, stuck somewhere in St. Joe Bay. But we are fortunate today to have the president and co-founder of Search Kings, Daryl Margot. So many of you may know Search Kings. We first had them on. We had uh, Lawn Sederoff on, and now we got one of the big guns. So thank you, Daryl, for coming on. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. So just real quick, please remind the listeners of Search Kings. And obviously, since you're a co-founder, maybe a little bit of the history on how it was founded and whatnot. So I started the business almost 11 years ago. The idea behind it would, was really just to focus on the search engine marketing aspect of, of the digital landscape. Uh, we've always stuck to that specialty, if you want to call it. So I, would, I always tell people there's a lot of things we don't do at Search Kings. We don't do social media. We don't do email marketing. We don't do the search engine optimization. We've really stuck to the paid side of advertising. And our belief and opinion is that in order to be successful, we've got to build you a model where you actually make money off your advertising dollars. And if we can do that and we do it right, Everything else that you do essentially is just gravy with respect to traffic to your site. We became a Google premier partner probably about six years ago. That used to hold a lot more clout actually back in the day than it does now. But I've got a team of 85 employees specializing in all things really in Google's ad product as well as Microsoft. We're a big Microsoft partner as well. But you come to Search Kings when you're looking at how to spend money online with Google and how to make sure that you're profitable. That's really our, our MO. When we first got involved with you guys, Lawn was very helpful and we just continue to spread the word. And what have the effects of COVID done to your business? Have you seen an increase, decrease? Take us through the early stages of COVID for Search Kings and where you guys are now. It's actually crazy to think that it's been a full year since this really all went down. I would tell you that Back in March of, of last year, when the world went into panic, Search Kings Week went into panic too. We paused our own advertising. It was like a full stop. Let's just try and figure out what's going on. So we certainly saw probably in that period at the, I'd say the last two weeks of March, we probably had 30 to 35% of our business just stop. Clients just pause. And it was very short-lived, I got to be honest. Even if I look at what Search Kings did, because we panicked, like I said, we paused our advertising. And then literally 10 days later, I looked at my business partner. I said, what is going on here? We don't pause advertising. If anything, this might be a good opportunity for us. And so we switched everything back on. I would say within six weeks, by the end of April, we were back at full capacity, if you want to call it. Because what happened for us, and, and we're pretty fortunate, so I, I definitely count my my lucky stars, you know, for Google partners, generally they tend to, they live in sort of certain buckets, if you want to call it. So you'll have Google partners that specialize in travel. You'll have Google partners that specialize in auto. They might be ones that do medical. So they do all like the doctors and dentists and stuff. And for us, the vertical that we live in is home service, right? So the plumbing and the electricians and the HVAC guys and the pest and the roofing. And so we're that agency that exists to help all the contractors much like yourself and business owners and if anything with everybody being home for the last year our guys have been busier than ever i would say the largest issue we faced was one helping our our small contractors get the message out that they're open and they want the business 
and they're practicing all of the protocols and the safety that's come along the lines of the last year of how you do business today. So we were integral in helping spread that message to their local communities. And then also with hiring, because what, what has happened and we've seen is a lot of techs were sick, right? A lot of people obviously were getting the virus and they have to shut down their shop for a couple of days or try and scramble. So we've done a lot of hiring style campaigns in the last year. That would be pretty new. If you looked at search teams year over year, we probably weren't running as many campaigns trying to help our guys to find more techs, to find more staff, et cetera. So that was pretty unique. I didn't even know that you guys did that. That's good to know. Yeah, so we take those, if you think about the banner advertising or display advertising, and you essentially build help wanted, for lack of a better term, but obviously we're a little bit more sophisticated, uh, and you layer that in with sort of the search side of it. If you looked at, again, I do a lot of HVAC, like personally, I'm still quite involved in the HVAC side. So you'll get a lot of people who go online and they'll search uh, average salary for an HVAC technician or what courses you need or what certifications from what colleges. So there might be similarities in your industry. And of course, there's must be things people are looking for. And if you can find someone who goes online is looking for how much can I make? How much can I earn? What is a salary? So that person becomes very interesting because if they're looking for that, then number one, we can advertise on behalf of, of you as the business owner. And then if they come to the site, and if they navigate to sections of the site that maybe we talk about why it's so great to work here, or we've got the different aspects of joining our team, then we layer in the display ads to complement after they come and visit. So you can build a nice little funnel. Again, it's not going to replace your full recruiting efforts and everything that you, you tend to normally do, but it's a very cheap way to essentially pull a few more job applications or resumes. Just thinking pest management professionals across the country gear up for season with hiring. So mm -hmm. this would be something for everybody out there listening in home services, but certainly pests because it's seasonal. This might be something good for you to start running February on top of your Indeed ads and everything else to complement it, to get the right people in. Because a lot of people scramble like right now. I just got, I literally just got off the phone with somebody that needs six people. Yeah. So this is I, like, I'm contemplating texting him right now to call you. <laughs> Five years ago, we took on an account that made us have to hire about seven people. And it took us a while to really get them. This would have been great at that time. You can essentially build that campaign and turn it on whenever you need. Right. Seasonality is perfect because once that campaign's built, you can say, okay, we're going to run it for 90 days and see what we can get and then flip it back off and you don't need it. So yeah, when people are online looking for, for work, working for a job, looking for what to do, that's an interesting place for us to advertise. It, it is very interesting. And I'm sure we'll be calling about that. Talking about the home services and COVID, like you said, a friend of ours, Tommy Mello, he looked at COVID completely out of the box thinker to begin with. He doubled down on COVID. Yeah, I, I, I would say we did too, to be honest. I was on quite a few, they call them like executive councils at Google, where you get on board with other CEOs of agencies across the country and share your stories and you know, hash out what's been happening. And the theme that was so common was everybody was contracting. And, you know, I know Tommy pretty well, and he's taught me the same thing too. It's like one of those adages, if everyone's selling, you start buying if everyone's contracting, you might as well double down. So we have spent more on advertising, like Search King's our own brand, in the last six months than I probably spent like in the last two and a half years. Wow. And that's not just digital. We're going hard on the radio. We're covering radio across, you know, 
well, we're based out of Toronto. So and Toronto's a pretty big market. As you, so we got radio coverage here. I got radio out in Vancouver. And then we're actually in talks with, with the satellite radio to come in and come across the U.S. So, yeah, if everybody else is pulling the radio ads, radio advertising was half price. From what I used to pay, like $1,000 a day, you could pick it up for $400 a day. And I think a lot of my home service contractors, a lot of the plumbers, a lot of these guys, they have huge marketing businesses, right? Like a plumber today, who, and same with you guys, the pest guys, I mean, spending seven, eight, some guys, $15,000, $20,000 a month. If everyone else is going to be a little bit afraid, it's a good opportunity to just kick it. But yeah, just the strain on everybody's home and everybody's equipment. I'm sure you've seen it. Like, you don't, when you're out working all day and the family's out and the kids are at school, you don't notice all the problems or little things that might go wrong in your home, especially on the residential side. Not only, like you said, everyone's out of the house for 10 hours a day, minimal. So the faucet lasts longer because it only goes up and down yep. so much. The AC, totally. all of the home services stuff. Now you've been using this stuff nonstop. You can only lift the faucet so many times before it breaks. Yeah. Listen, stuff in my house is breaking all the time. I got three kids. All they do is break shit. You mentioned going into radio ads. What new medium do you see taking off for home services? One, but then what about Roku, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and all the streaming sites with ads? Are you guys in that space too? I'll, I'll answer it two ways. In the streaming side, that's not a place where we play today, only because... I don't have the same sort of relationship, I would say, with whoever provides that access. So I don't know if you go directly to Amazon or you work directly with Hulu. I'm not exactly sure how those streaming platforms run. I don't think it's a bad idea if you just ask my opinion, because what we have seen and where we are pretty you know, excited for what it could. So I'll preface this by saying what Google has planned, it's in super early beta. But if it works, I see a great opportunity for all of us to jump on. And that essentially is what they call audio advertising. So if you look at, again, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put aside the, the streaming services like the Hulus and the Amazon Prime because I couldn't really speak that well other than I think it's a good idea. And if somebody comes to you with some data, at least consider it. I'm not saying it's going to work, but read through it because it might be interesting. On the audio advertising if you look at how Spotify and other sort of the large streaming services on the audio side and the podcast side, I don't have to tell you, you understand the industry very well. To us, it's pretty fractured right now. So if Colony Confidential is looking for an advertiser, actually, I'll ask you, if someone wants to advertise, how does that work? How does an advertiser get on board with you? There's different packages that we have partnership agreements and it's all laid out in, in our plan, but it's simple to get on with us. I have to speak to you. I have to call someone and we work out a, a plan. Is there a human engagement? Between there's human engagement. Okay. So again, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, but if you want to talk about the Google side and the scale, there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts that are available today. And there's new ones that come up every single day. If you look at that situation, okay. How would an advertiser know which podcast is available to advertise on? How could we programmatically build that advertising platform on their behalf? And then what kind of metrics could we pull back so we could see the type of engagement we're getting or how many people are listening to our ads? So what Google has started to do, they've only done it right now with their YouTube music streaming service, which is, again, it's very small when compared to Spotify or SoundCloud or some of these other ones. But 
the tech that Google has, where they match an advertiser with the marketer or the buyer in that respect, that's Google's special sauce. So if you look at could Google and say Spotify come together and allow my advertisers, so allow you and those plumbers and Tommy and all the garage guys to, to basically we build commercials. So you have the commercial that you would have run traditionally on the radio. Now I take that commercial, I build a digital version of it. I got seven second, 15 second, 30 second commercials, similar to what you could run on YouTube, by the way, as the pre-rolls. But now we layer it into the audio only. And for the podcast owner, you could set a whole different rate card and price in terms of what you would want to earn. And on the flip side, if I have a whole slew of you know, pest control companies and I'm building audio and, and essentially radio style advertisements for them, I can scale that out all over the country into any city they want, going after any sort of demo they want. So we look at audio advertising as something that's pretty unique. It's very new. Like I said, it's in beta. That's the caveat is I can't tell you how well it works. We test it on ourselves. So what we'll do, like that's a search Kings, the, the way we've always been is I don't recommend any product or service to any customer until we test it on our own brand and our own ad campaign. So we have been testing this for the last four months, spending roughly say $15,000 a month just inside YouTube music. It's interesting. I do get a lot of people who will reach out to me like on Instagram or they'll sort of hit me up and be like, hey, I heard you guys on, I was listening to this, I heard you here. And so it's starting because that's an interesting thing for us, right? On the branding side, which that's really um, cool. As you reach a certain level in size, I think branding becomes very important for home service businesses. I don't remember if it was Lauren that I was joking with, but with Google and Amazon, all these devices in your home, I was telling them nobody's even going to look on their computer anymore. They're just going to say, hey, Google, and my Google might answer now, but hey, Google, find me pest control in my area. Yes. Then, then you'll be able to say, oh, how many, only show me people with four and a half stars and above. Read me some of the reviews. Okay, call them. All while you're walking around your house. That is very true. What we see is they call it voice to screen. So what I've seen when I last time I was in Mountain View, which is where Google's head office is, is the, the idea is that you ask your smart speaker, so Google Alexa, and then depending on where you are in your home, they'll just cast the answer to any screen that's nearby. So if your TV's up in the family room, but you asked upstairs and you come downstairs, okay, it'll be there. And people have screens in their kitchens. They got, so you're right where you don't need a computer, but I don't know that you'll be in a situation where you won't see some results because it also makes a lot of sense to be able to just visually see who it is that they're recommending. But that voice to screen is what Google uh, was was talking about last year when, when I was there. It does all go back to that, which is the product that we've been selling on behalf of Google now for three years, which is the local service ads or the Google guaranteed advertising, which really uh, that's the, the bulk of the pest clients we have today. We're running those campaigns for them. And it's all about getting ready for when somebody asks Google or whoever it is for a recommendation you're not getting the recommendation unless you've been verified and you've got through, they got the insurance background checks and all that stuff. That's what this is all about. So we're ready. And I think you've been ready with us for a while now. That's the idea. When we first met with Lauren, he was like, bro, you got like 15 reviews. And I was like, I'm in commercial. I don't need, that was probably like three or four years ago. I don't get commercial customers from reviews. I get it from networking and people recommending, but 
what I realized is that person is still going to check on Google. So we've really been pushing the reviews heavy and it's working. Everybody that is listening most likely understand that reviews are important. I don't think that message has fallen on deaf ears. I think they get it. I just don't think people realize how much of a currency it's becoming and how the machine like Google, so everything's machine learning, right? AI, machine learnings. But what that really means is the signals that they look for. And when we talk to Google, it's not even about how many reviews. It's about the frequency in which you earn them. And they're looking for patterns as the signal to, okay, how active is this customer, this company? How engaged are they? How often are they generating new business? And we look at reviews almost the way that I think people in the old days, they used to look at links, the backlinks to your site, the, the SEO and the organic stuff. Reviews is like that new currency. And we've taken it extremely seriously at Search Kings. We're almost at a thousand reviews now. I think I looked today, we're at like 982. And I cannot tell you, because I answer a lot of sales calls. Like I do a lot of sales training at Search Kings. So as we onboard new account executives, I will spend time with them on the phone and making sure they understand how to sell sort of our style and our way. I would say one in two calls that, that come through, whether they come through off a radio ad or they, it doesn't matter where they come from. Half of them, people will say, I had to call you guys. Your reviews are unbelievable. You guys have more reviews than any agency I've seen in North America. Like we decided that there's obviously lots of competition. Search Kings is not the only game in town. Uh, you can find thousands of, of, of SEO companies. I'm sure they probably been calling you every other day for the last 10 years. Go try find one that has a thousand Google reviews. It's impossible. And the faster you separate yourself from your competition in your market, this that is something that is very difficult to just snap your fingers and, and oh, you can copy somebody's website. You can copy somebody's advertising because it happens to us all the time. But go figure out how to get a thousand Google reviews in the next six months. Good luck. It's not easy. No. Even... I used to roll my eyes at the whole review game this couple of years ago. I was like, ah, you know what? I got so many other things to worry about. And I would say about two years ago, we started looking at it like, okay, this is getting a little bit more serious. And then the Google local services and how important the reviews play into that platform. And, and then at the top level of the executive team, we're like, okay, this has to be one of the big pushes for the year and like you said it's got to go all the way down to every single person in the company has to all everyone has to be united on this idea of how important it is and you're not afraid to ask and it has made our conversion rate because everybody always wants to talk about okay so i spent three thousand dollars a month with google i'm gonna get this many visits to my site how many phone calls will i get right what's my conversion rate and you try to explain to people that your conversion rate your website converts at a certain rate. So if 100 people are looking for bed bug removal, insert city, New York City, 100 people come to the site. Yeah, if you're lucky, you'll get 30 phone calls. 30% conversion rate would be great. But no one's thinking about what about all the people that came to the site, saw your site, then Googled your name to check out your reviews? Because that's what people do. Right. So if your conversion rate was 30% and you had 100 reviews, what do you think your conversion rate looks like when you have 500 reviews? Wait, it automatically goes into another 10, 15% conversion rate. So now your cost per conversion is coming way down. And all it is, is your reviews are just kicking in to make you essentially the most reputable company out there. It's become a joke for me at Search Keeps now. Because every day, 
I've been reading your reviews. Like you guys, I can't believe how many reviews you have. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's amazing. It takes a lot of work, but it's the differentiating factor now. The cost per lead plummets from digital advertising when your reviews balance it out. Right. It, and I say this way too often. Ignorance is bliss because it was great when I didn't know about this shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. And now I know. And I'm like, we got to figure this out. I'm one of those people like when I get something and really understand it and see what it could be, I got tunnel vision. And now it's like with reviews, as soon as I realized the importance of it, we immediately hooked up with Jeremy from Two Step Reviews. It's such a simple thing once you start doing it that will, Daryl just said, will enhance your business and drop your ROI on your marketing. It's a no brainer to do it. I would recommend not being like me and maybe starting just your customer service team first, right. roll that out, perfect it there, and then maybe to your technicians that are going out. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and I've really locked into looking at the review generation as a sort of a, a profit on the P&L. So what does it cost? But what is the ROI in terms of the reduction in the conversion rate? And there are good softwares out there like Two Step. But a lot of times I think, especially the smaller businesses, they freak out about the price, right? Oh, I don't want another $200, $300, $400 a month. And I, and I get it because nobody nobody wants to take on another monthly expense. But in doing the math, this one, when done correctly, actually saves you a lot of money on those lead prices in the future. Like you said, you have to do your homework and you have to see how it's going to change. And maybe the first three months will be painful. But once it's running, it's a well-oiled machine and it pays for itself. You said it. Yeah. It's just, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> so we spoke about Google Guarantee. Obviously, it's still as popular as it has been. Is there anything new with it? Coming up next time on Colony Confidential. Yeah. I highly recommend that you guys continue uh, to look that way. They basically said, if we're sending leads to your business, we want them answered by a human being. That's what we want. And, and like, I'm like, okay, I, just so you know, that's really difficult for everybody to do. But you, it, the crazy part is, is you can't even be 90%. Like 90% sounds so good. But it, that means 10% of the time you drop the ball. And machines don't care. So I really have to get on the phone with guys like you and listen, sir, I hate to tell you the truth. I know that you've been running your business a certain way. And I know you're successful. So I'm not trying to tell you you don't know what you're doing. But according to Google, your responsiveness is at 82%. And if it continues to stay at that level, you're going to get less and less leads. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe and review. Send us anything you want us to know about at colonyconfidential at gmail.com.